is a uh, is a uh, joint of meat, a knuckle of meat, especially of pork or ham. A knuckle. Um, okay. It is a love eating that knuckle. Uh, another term for pawn, which is uh, my the family jewels are in hawk already, which sounds like a euphemism in some way, but I'm not really sure how. Uh, a dry white wine from the German Rhineland. Uh, so I'm enjoying some of this hawk. This hawk. I'm drinking some hawk. Um, it's a variant spelling of hawk, like a bird. What? Wait, and, what was that uh, last one? Oh, it's a dry white wine. The dry white wine from Germany. Okay. You skipped the one that says another term for pawn. That's the one I'm referring to. No, I said that. I said that. Oh, you did? I just totally wasn't paying attention. My brain is fucking fried from looking at my computer screen all day. Yeah, you should close your eyes this entire podcast, see what happens. Um. Oh, I'm good in, idea. I'm at the beach. I gotta check the levels, though. What am I gonna... Well, how, how am I gonna... How am I gonna do the show if I can't check the levels? I'm at the beach. You're at the beach? beach. What? You are a beach? Beach. Beach. You are a beach at the beach? beach? <laughs> you stupid beach. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Let's get this fucking rolling. Uh, I, gotta, already, I haven't eaten. We're already I, rolling. I, I literally ate... Oh, are we? Buy our shirts. Yeah. Hey, it's buy our shirts. Uh, uh, um, this episode, we have nothing. Shit. Should yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh, I've just been... I want to let you know up front that this episode is uh, is totally devoid of anything interesting. Um, what is your? I haven't thought about anything interesting as a like so long ballpark. Like, what percent uh, like nihilist are you right now? Like, what is your outlook today? On, what percent on... nihilist? Sure, oh, yeah. I'm gonna say heavy eighty percent. Heavy, damn. Heavy, heavy eighty percent. Yeah. Wait, do you think nihilism is good or bad? I think it's bad. I just don't feel good about it gotcha. today. I just don't feel good about things because of all the reading. Sure, yeah. I did way too much reading. What so did you read about? Did you bad. read about politics and economics? No. Did you I read, read about, about the the Vosh contrapoints beef? Vosh contrapoints beef. There's beef between Vosh and contrapoints. Yeah, we can talk about it later. All right, let's talk about it later. Uh. I read uh, this book. I didn't read all of it, but I read this book called The Society of the Spectacle. It's very popular amongst us white men. Um, cool. So I'm sure some Society of our listeners of have spectacle. heard of it. <laughs> Is that about how <laughs> yeah. we're, we're so desperate to be entertained? Uh, it's not about desperate to be entertained. It's about how uh, just kind of another function of like, indust- like advanced industrial capitalism is uh, sort of like totally enveloping um thing that we live in which is just a combination of like medias and screens and uh personalities and all these different kinds of things it basically just like suck you in and make even your non-working life an obsession and a contemplation of like commodities um and like Sort of just like it's not even commodities in like a direct way. It's like commodities in in these like sort of like really small, very subtle ways that just make up your total reality. And like you don't experience anything outside of those. And therefore, your personality is really not anything except just a collection of different things to buy or sell or do that you buy or sell. Yeah. And uh yeah, it's just like it's you're the entire like the entire condition of being alive 
at this point, and this book was written in like the sixties, so this has been a long running thing, is um <laughs> is just totally mediated by screens and images and uh, people on screen or things on screen or narratives on screen or uh, all these different kinds of things, which kind of just totally yeah. control our behaviors and the way we think about things and how we, you would interpret the world. And it's just kind of like, it's, it's kind of an inescapable reality um, because it's, it, it is reality at this point. It's totally replaced anything we had before. It is what is here, and it has been here for a long period of time, and you're not getting rid of it because you can't see outside of it, because even the things we see outside of it are still within it. So it's just yeah. um, that's really great, and that's I love probably that. probably true. Do you feel badly about that? I mean, it's not that I feel bad. Yeah, I do feel badly about it. I think it's, uh, it's, it's just very it. sad. No, embrace, well, don't even embrace it. Just be aware of it. Well, yeah, I mean, but being aware it doesn't have of it to be a bad thing, and, that, and then I, and I'm not saying thing. that it that it must be a good thing if it's not a bad thing. It's just the way it You're is. You're just now. saying it's a thing. It's just the way right. it is. Yeah, exactly. Not a big, Why? not a big deal. This is the second time I've heard this fucking opinion today, and what I'm gonna say is, is yes, I get that it is a thing that Who exists. Who else told you that opinion? Not another because person. They sound that I like know. a brilliant person. They sound really. They are a brilliant person and attractive. I agree. I. They're all those things. However, I would just say that I have a fundamental belief, and maybe this is just because I'm a severe optimist, that the way things are are bad and cause and by bad I mean simply that they cause harm both psychically and physically to a large group of people. Because and of should that, therefore be changed. Because I of think that. that I think that the spectacle, and this is what I would say judged on based on the reading that i've done and just out my overall feeling it's not this isn't a super you know amazing thing to say but what i would say is is that it um it further decimates the material conditions and way that workers live their lives and it makes it so they have non-lives outside of their work and it simply is just uh really problematic non-lives um, outside of your work you well because if your work if so let's say you work first of all your work is extremely frivolous it's 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 fraught with lack of meaning it's totally void of of meaning because at this point we can also and, and this isn't a book that I, I this is an opinion that i believe the book makes or is kind of an assumption is that we've advanced enough in industrial capitalism that theoretically we wouldn't even have to work anymore that we could just let things go if we stop producing for the sake of producing to make more capital right like wait when... does this posit that we're living in a post scarcity society no it doesn't necessarily pos posit that it just simply is saying that if we if we lived with what we had we would have a lot less to do it's not saying that we have it necessarily a post it is not making claims about that what it, but, what we have like food and water and like energy and shit so what i'm going to say is is that i'm not i'm not going to posit whether it does or does not say that okay. i'm i'm only going to say cuz it's not really the the whole point of the thing is about basically we are living our lives in such a way it makes it extremely difficult to have any sort of thought or feeling outside of collection of uh, it, it. We can't have thoughts or feelings outside of a me a 
without a, them being mediated through a massive collection of screens and images and information that are all basically trying to get us to want for a thing that is not wantable, i.e. Hmm. an alleviation of that, or to be like a Kardashian, or to be a rich person, or a person who has wealth and whatnot. Those things are not achievable, but they also, the system that we're in does not offer inspiration of actually changing anything at all. Um, say, say that again? The, the system that we're under, it doesn't offer any way of changing that? Right, so the system offers, the system lets you look at, through images, a thing that you want. Let's say uh, the Kardashian lifestyle. I want to be Kim Kardashian, I want to be ass. Um, just like a complete, so, like, kind of lackadaisical, everything you do is just like a, kind of a, a reinforcement of your own personal brand rather than any kind of, like, labor or product. Right, but even then that's all, like, kind of like, you're just living as a commodity at that point. You yourself are a commodity. You're a good or a service that people pay for, and you therefore sell more goods and services. It's like, it's just kind of like... And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing either. I think being, I think if that is your entire life, that's a bad thing. But I think everyone. This is, this is simply my thing is that it is your entire life, whether you think it is or not think it is. Whether you think that you can live outside of this thing, you can't. Because all your thoughts are mediated through this thing. Even the thoughts you don't think about are mediated through this thing. Your thoughts, your wants, your interests, your likes, your needs, your loves, your hates, they're all mediated through this thing. Your opinions are mediated through your facts are mediated through this thing. It's like it's like everything you think or do goes through a sieve. Yeah. And that and it's it what you get out of it is simply what it wants you to get out of it. Now there that is that is true. And that is that's a lot of what like manufacturing consent is about. The which I haven't read the whole thing. I've read very little of that book, but basically the idea is that every, this is from a media point of view, that everything in, like, the mass media, like the, I guess you could say the Western, like, Americanized media, it happens everywhere, um, is that all information that we, that is, like, available for mass consumption is filtered. Um, and there's like four or five filters, something like that, that, it, that are all like interests, uh, like corporate interests or like military or government interests. Um, and it's not like, it's not necessarily like a conspiracy. It's just that like... Hold on one, hey, one second. I think oh, Megan fell. I think I'll be right back. Oh no. Okay. Hold on. I sounded like that. I sounded like a bitch. I was like, ah, oh, geez, come on. I was in the middle of something important, but it's fucking... Someone fell. Hello? Speak. Hello? Hello? Did it do anything weird? It. I, I can hear myself, uh, or I could for a second. <laughs> is, is Megan okay? Okay, sorry. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it was, everything was fine. Um, anyway. Okay. Continue on what you were saying about okay. manu manufacturing consent. Um, and, yeah, and that it's not necessarily a conspiracy, but just that, like, the way things are set up, that, like, 
journalists work for journals and journals are supported not really by their subscribers but by advertisers um, and advertisers are informed by like the public as well as like laws um, and other shit um, I'm very like I don't know as much about this as other people um, so I'm probably like getting a lot wrong leaving stuff out um but so that's the way it works on a media level but i think in a larger sense the idea of like living within kind of a a, a cage like having limits to the available things that you can want or like or the things informing the thoughts that you have being limited and informed um i think has been the way that it always is um right, I think right, right. now it's just happening on a much grander scale and there's much more um there's many more things informing um many more people um that right. i mean if you want to take it take it back to like very like primitive society when we were living in tribes um i guess like you would be limited your imagination and your wants and your um yeah your imagination and your desires would be yeah. limited to what is possible to know and what is um what is known both to you and known to your tribe which i guess is relatively small compared to now where we don't really live in tribes we kind of just live in the world right um but yeah that seems much more simple before where but i do think Again, I think it's a good thing that there is more information out there. I think it is better to know more. Um, and mm -hmm. I think it is more possible for the average person living in the world today to know more than they could have in the past. Right, right, right. Um, oh yeah, I see what I, you're saying. And, I, 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 and think... I think that's a good thing, but I definitely recognize that there are downsides to the one, the amount of information available, because sometimes that information is very upsetting, um, like on an emotional level, you know. Mm -hmm. Um as well as there are more ways for people to be deceived or distracted, um, which right. I think is a bad thing. Um, but, but there are also ways that you can, well, I think there are ways to cut down on the amount that we are deceived and distracted. You can't remove it entirely um, because 
let's face it, n the world is never going to be 100% honest. Um, and we're never going to be, humans are never going to be 100% accurate at detecting lies. Um, or right, proving, right, right. at proving falsehoods. Um, so, but it has now become almost a fundamental, like, necessary skill to develop um, to be able to, like, filter media and information for yourself um right. and know what are good things to look at you know um and what and where are good places to go for information and what yeah. are bad places to go um and you right. kind of have to decide that for yourself because everyone has like their own limits to what is like like some people can watch you know gore videos all day you know and it doesn't right. really phase them whereas other people it would probably like really disturb them um and like really fuck up their lives you know right right no i mean yeah i think i think the thing and this is just my reading of what i've read so far in the book and i i don't know that this is true entirely but i would say that difference between what you're talking about and what the book that I'm reading is is saying is or uh, proposing is that I think this book or society of the spectacle is sort of assuming that you even know quote unquote anything um is still mediated through that lens mediated through the larger thing which is this spectacle to be able which to know if something is true or a fact. Well, it's not. It's it's not even that. It's just that the the manufacture and the creation of opinions, facts, knowledge, uh, sources of information. I think is all mediated through that. There is, there isn't a way. Again, it would it would. There's no way outside of that thing, because that thing is everything. So that thing controls all the things and even the way that you consider a thing. So like, let's say, um, let's say you look at yourself in the mirror and you think that you see yourself, right? You see yeah. yourself and you, you think that I, you're inputting that knowledge. To me, what you're also seeing is mm. a expectation of some way and a, a very superficial way, an expectation mm. of how you're supposed to look based on how someone you see looks, right? And that you would say, oh, well, that's just my natural response because people want to be like other people. Well, you could say that, but also maybe more skeptically, you could say that that natural response may or may not be natural, or it could just be from a uh, an extreme amount of conditioning due to the fact that I live in a society that is mediated and has told me since I was a child that I need to look like other people. So and that's a very superficial example, and that probably has a lot of holes in it. Mm. But I think the gist of it is is that there isn't even yourself is mediated through that. So even your own thoughts, your own contemplation, your own ruminations, all those things are mediated through the system in which that controls you. That sure. um, gives you your worldview, whether you want that worldview or not. Again, I would say because humans are inherently social, um, that that's probably been the way it is since forever. Um, it's right. just happening like in a in a much different way now because we have things right. like um, 
I was going to say magazines, but they don't make magazines anymore. But like, you know, blogs or whatever, like fashion, fashion websites or whatever, yeah. beauty websites, industries, companies, whatever. Um, right. That though these are kind of like the things that we go to 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 like establish the the norm uh for right. for like the minute in history that we're that we're living in for how one should look um, right and probably in the past again like i was saying because we're kind of inherently social that would just be like based on what your other people in the tribe like Right. Or like what your yeah, what your family and friends like. But again, I would say that's again information that is being based upon information that is being again through the sieve of the thing that we can't get out of the spectacle. Um, so even the information that we're drawing these conclusions from to say, well, that's how it's always been, would mm -hmm. still be drawn from a conclusion that's made from information that was mediated through this thing that's existed since the advancement of capitalism. And I would say the other thing too is is that um is it's all really nihilistic and it's also and in my opinion the one issue with this is like it kind of wants to explain everything and i think I, theories that want to explain everything are super goofy however i it, i'm just kind of obsessed with it today so that's why i'm i'm kind of taking it as like the way that i feel but um there is this idea that may or may not be bad, I would say the reason that I find it harmful is only because it, it directly connects you to a situation where you are never outside of either working or thinking about things you want mm. or need or think that you want or need that you have to work more. It is a self-repeating cycle where your even your contemplation outside of work is just how you have to get more services, goods, things in order to work more. It's just it's a ever repeating cycle that doesn't allow for So oh, how I just So I, I know kind of the theory that we're like trying to that we're arguing against right now is that it, it the the way things are like the way media is filtered and the way history has been like filtered is that we, it, it's making it impossible to like conceive of a life outside of that um of like you know you're you're either working to get what you need or you're not working and you're thinking about like and you're distracting yourself with like pleasantries or you know consuming basically you're working or consuming right right is that kind of the idea so i mean what... i think so yeah but like what i know i know that's the so so it is it is it worthless to even try and consider what would be the alternative um or like the way things might have been in the past because like we've always been like w it's always been about survival right like you need a you need certain things to survive like food water warmth um yeah those are the basics right so like right. you you could consider like the procuring of 
food and water as work, right? And then what would you No, mean? I disagree because I think the thing that distinguishes that kind of survival and the kind of survival, quote unquote, that is being posited now or the thing that we have to do now to survive, which is work for people who in, invariably have more than we do in order to survive a little bit. And there is no negation of that. There is no situation where you don't have to do something that is inherently earning larger system more capital what do you think so people I, do you're, you're... what do you think people do who are better off than you what do you think they're they better off than i am i think that there are very few people that are actually better off than i do because i think everyone in some way sells this uh sort of wage labor for themselves i think even people who we don't might might not consider that to be a thing because I don't I, I don't think it has it as a matter of who actually exists who has better thing or who who is better off than I am I would say only that maybe in terms of if this was not the way it was perhaps there is a situation which we could imagine um, number one you're not maybe not confined to at this this sort of work week that we have established. We're not confined to um, right. You do what the, is necessary. Maybe these extraneous goods and services and commodification of literally every goddamn thing on earth doesn't exist. So um, you know, instead of service industry being like a, a major sector of what we do and want, uh, maybe there is just more of a collectivization of things. I don't really know what the alternative is or how you could imagine a life outside of that. I maybe I haven't gotten that far in the book. I guess I would just say that. Um, it seems to be, or at least what the book is positing from what I can see, is that the total, the totalizing overarching aspect, the, the blanket that covers the whole thing that is also a mirror that kind of shines itself up to itself and back and forth and back and forth is a result and a product and a the project of what capitalism has wanted this entire time and capitalism has wanted a system in which is so efficient, which wage laborers now go home and then want things and buy things in order to anticipate more wage labor in, in circling and encircling and encircling and encircling, that now there's nothing that can just be had. Everything has to be bought. Everything has to be um, consumed in, in, in exchange format for capital. And this constant system is just ever evolving and ever evolving and ever evolving, even something uh, is simple is like, uh, you know, you could look at it in terms of like maybe like sexuality, right? Like, I mean, sexuality is now like a, a highly commodified thing. It's been commodified for hundreds of, I mean, for years and years and years through sex work and, and then recently through uh, internet pornography. But now look at it, it's even hit a larger market where now literally anyone can sell sexuality created by a screen, right? And that's even an even further, uh, you know, escalation of that and that's not a good or a bad thing i'm not saying that oh those people are bad or it's just it's just a further furthering of the system which basically just says uh everything has to be bought or sold everything is mediated through terms of uh the exchange of capital for goods or services and i think that's the thing is that you leave your job and you immediately go and you buy you have to consuming something that is asking you and manipulating you, telling you to buy something, exchange something for a good or a service that will make you feel 
like the thing that you cannot be, which is free from any of this. So like when you like when you okay so let's say when you when you see the Kim uh, the Kardashians or any rich person that we see an influencer influencing you on the internet um in a very like insane way where they're like oh my life is so good i wake up you know at this time or i do whatever and i, I fucking buy my green smoothie um juice thing and i i drink it and it's amazing and i feel so refreshed and revived they're describing does not exist Right, like what they're describing, the way that they that that's going to make you feel does not exist, but you see it, and whether you want to or not, somehow that's still that's still going into your brain, right? Like it's still going in there and it's still affecting you, whether you want it to affect you or not, whether you say, "Oh, it's not there," it's you still interacted with it. You're still going to leave some sort of mark, right? But think, but in their mind, that is their livelihood. That is their means of survival. Oh no, of course. Because they're that. they're just as much a part they're just as much of a part of it as as we are. They're as much of a part of the system as anybody else is. Right. Because it, that's that's also the system is that it's not necessarily anyone's fault that this is happening. It is just the system of capitalism and its sociopathic kind of way in which it takes so when every you say, single thing. Are you placing done a, outside of it and make it it put it inside of itself? So you are kind of placing a value judgment on. The, the the state of things that you think that that kind of behavior is kind of bad right i would only say that i believe... not on a personal level you don't think these are bad people you just think that the fact that it exists is bad absolutely not i don't think they're bad people i think the fact that the sure, system is yeah. developed to i don't think i don't that, think you think that either yes yeah, because I don't think anyone who works is bad. Like I don't, I don't, you know. I think the, you think the, the fact that it is some people's is job is the to creature. to sell kind of a, an idea of a life that doesn't exist is bad. I I think the fact that the system it's not even bad that they're doing it. It's bad that we buy and sell anything, and it's bad that we live in a situation where we think. The book, so the book de describes it as augmented survival, right? So we used to live in an actual survival scenario where actually surviving was your basic needs, your basic needs being met, yeah. right? So now we live in a society that, and maybe this is that post-scarcity idea in a way, but um, we live in a society where our new survival, our new needs, basic needs are feel a certain way to 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 be in the image that you see that you cannot be right to to go mm -hmm. into that to seek the thing that you cannot have to, to live the way that you cannot live and you further that and continually propel yourself into that and let's say you even reach that right you become a successful influencer because of a magazine but you read I in the 90s think, before we had any of i this. don't think that's our means of survival i think your means of survival is whatever you have to do for money Right. And I think that what I that, that other thing that you're describing is just kind of something that we also do. But I would also say it's like one of the main things that drive us and drives us to continue forward. I yes, I do agree that money is the main thing and we have to submit or die to the system that we are in, right? Like you have to So kind of like that, or you die. that's become kind of a base philosophical belief in in the in the western first world. Right, because it's let's uh, maybe a better way of saying it is is if that's the thing that we're focused on. And I I would also like to point out that this isn't just like influencer culture. This is just anything that's been alive 
it's the the dawn of of I mean, industrial sure. capitalism. I just think the distinction, I think the distinctions and and these clarifications are important. Yeah, well, what I would say is simply that. Um, and again, I don't know any of this. I'm just I'm going based on what I read all day long, and that's just what I'm doing. So yeah, it, this could all be a total misreading of the subject. What I would say is is that it's instead of instead of uh, looking for what you need and what you you must have in order to survive, doing a, a mediated amount of labor to directly get those things. The labor that you do has nothing with what you actually need, is, has never, it, we're, it's totally alienated from your actual mm. needs. What you produce, oftentimes since, I mean, the majority of Americans work in like the service sector, they don't necessarily work in anything that's like practical for what they need. They're providing a feeling or a or a service that is very abstract and kind of odd and only exists because of the situation in capitalism that we are currently in. It wouldn't have existed 150 years ago when, when that wasn't a part of the thing. But yeah. now we've reached a self, we've reached a point in which everything is now bought and sold. More and more people take those jobs, and it just furthers the thing where everything is bought and sold even more. So let's say, for example, you leave your job, and you go. And you're infiltrated by this insane amount of spectacle, the spectacleization of everything, the the media that you consume, the the internet that you read, the books that you read, the the magazines that you look at. But let's say just even more, maybe just the billboards you pass by, or the radio that you hear accidentally, or whatever. And all of that, all of the information, the the tertiary information, the thing that makes your environment what it is, not the focal points, the all the background, the fuzz, the pixels that don't necessarily make up the important part of the image is still making you more than likely contemplate the thing itself rather than contemplating anything outside of it. And that's what I think the thing is that our thoughts... What, say that again. Sorry, emotions. you lost me a little bit. So, So basically what I mean is this, is... The entirety of everything, the world that we live in, in this in this situation that we're in, in the moment that we're in in history, the moment that you stop physically, actively working for your wage, the wage that you work for, whether that's a salaried thing or not a salaried thing, the mm -hmm. wage that you work for, the moment that you stop doing that, so much of our time is now spent mediating and and swimming our way through uh, the just continual consumption of the thing the spectacle so okay a good example is maybe like you get off work it's the 50s it's 1950 you're, you're you get off work you go home you read the newspaper which is mostly advertisements or opinion pieces about the uh, you know, the situation in Russia or this whole kind of, you know, or, or the Democrats versus the Republicans or whatever, kind of this all this thing that's been filtered through the spectacle that is spectacle that you're reading, you're infiltrating, it's going into your brain. Maybe you're not even listening to it. The radio on the car is playing something. You go home, you're watching TV. You're, again, just intaking more of that. You're contemplating it. All of your thoughts are directly about or around or have something to do with the things that you are consuming 
that in some way make it so you have to continue working to consume more of. So it's just a self-eating cycle. Like it never goes away. And you could argue that, yeah, like we want to watch media, we want to watch TV, we want to read books. Yeah, that's all fine and true. But I think the thing is, is that what's different is that everything that we do intake, etc., takes us further into the thing that makes us have to work work for the wage just to contemplate the overarching spectacle that is made by the wage that we produce in some way right okay so it's like it it's just it's kind of self-eating i guess and that's what i mean and i i'm maybe explaining it very badly maybe it's just because i don't understand it myself but that's kind of what i'm getting no i think you are okay so here's the way i see it i think what you're describing is that we are almost living that what i'm hearing is that we are now that it seems like in the past the main motivator of human existence and staying alive um has been to kind of survive like on on its own right like just to keep that that it's almost like an animalistic primal instinct that like i'm hungry i'm thirsty i need to get warm and like everything else kind of just like doesn't matter because those are like you you want to stay alive so that it, it, and the and food water and shelter are not necessarily a given you kind of need to fight for those things um, right exactly. and so that is kind of the majority of your existence is the fight for those things and that is like the drive that that keeps you going so in the exactly. in the world that we're currently living the basic things that we need for survival are more or less are more given than they were in the past that it is actually much easier to get food and water and shelter than it was in the past. Can we agree? Do we agree on that? I I would agree with the one caveat that it is easier, yes, to get them, but there is still the element of survival in the system in which we live now because you have more to have money in order right. to do and, those things. And I'm adding I think to that. The other aspect. No, continue. I, ba yeah, it, it basically, we live in a system now that could be set up in such a way very easily from where it is right now to be set up to where those basic needs of survival could be met with very without an active uh, trading of your of yourself in terms of labor to, to have them. Like you, We wouldn't have to work more for money to get the things to have clean water at this point. We could, if we collectivized and had a system in which we didn't do that, Clean water and food could be under some sort of collective okay, community so that's interesting. that would allow. I want to talk that. about that. But what you were saying a second ago was that, like, yeah, yeah, you you feel like the main, what I what I'm hearing you say is that kind of the main driving force in a lot of people is, who are, you know, survival is more of a given for them is that we the the main motivation for living or like continuing on, and to survive is rather this idea of something that is unattainable um is that how you described it like the the beauty 
material possessions, things like that, right? Yeah, I mean, but it's almost, it's not even beauty and material possessions as much as it's, um, it's just, it, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say that, but it's just kind of like it, the things that we want now in order to feel like we can survive and actually feel something that is maybe called happiness or something close to that are these things that are unobtainable, but seem obtainable if you just buy more of them or spend more of them or exchange what are the things for those things what are the things that seem obtainable or unobtainable unobtainable oh, they seem obtainable but they are not actually obtainable okay like, because what so that's being me seems like kind of a strive for maybe like bodily perfection or something like that or, you know, advances in medicine or, like, tools or innovation. But it doesn't even have to be that. It could be, I mean, that's just one example of terms of, like, superficial, like, how you how you look on the outside or advances in, you know, aging or it, whatever. But it, it could also be, like... It reads to me as, like, self-actualization. Um, and, and, yes, it may be informed um, by, uh, you know outside forces and the media um but it seems like to want to better yourself is not necessarily bad it absolutely it's not bad but what i mean is that it's Again, and it might just be that I I'm just totally misreading the text that I'm currently reading. Well, but what I, feel I would like say, we're kind of talking about our own personal beliefs at this point, like whether like you're. Oh yeah, fundamentally yes, that's what we are because I I think that capitalism, or at least from what I see, I think capitalism is harmful because it doesn't allow for the the real self actualization uh, that isn't unmediated by uh, the commodification and and consumption of everything. And I am having a hard time, like, again, I know it's because I'm so informed, like, by the capitalist media or whatever, um, that I, I'm having a hard time imagining what would be the true self-actualization, you know? Like, outside my own survival, like making sure that i have that i i get enough food um and that i don't freeze but to I would death and also the survival the survival of my family and my loved ones you know like what would be what 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 more what would be the true truly good thing to want beyond that you know right also i would say i mean just in the same way that we've been talking about that this if it's a totally encapsulating system maybe self-actualization or in terms of what we're calling self-actualization in this in this situation, um, is a thing that is only there because of the system wanting it to be there, rather than maybe what you would actually want if you were outside of the system that is kind of totalizing, right? Like if you're so wrapped up in a thing, how do you know what's how do you know what's not just that system mediating more decisions for you and having your attention drawn to that, and how do you know what's actually there? Right, like I, I, and I would say just simply, I, like I feel like if that were true, then no one in the entire world would be like a truly conscious being, except for the people who are like only focused on like their own survival. Do, does that make sense? No, because I think 
I, I, I think we're hung up on this idea of survival in this situation. And I think what I mean by that is, um, And, and, you know, just caveating, I could be completely wrong. But what I would say is, is that uh, what I'm thinking of in terms of survival is actualization would not occur for that person necessarily, but it definitely won't occur for someone in this situation either. If it's never achieving thing that you can not get based on the fact that it doesn't actually exist in the way that this system prescribes the path towards it. No, um, but it but it does. It's in there somewhere. It's just filtered through. But how do you know it? All does? these different mediums. And what? And why would it be filtered? Why would it exist? How do I because... know it does? Um, because shit, there is an answer. I mean, it, it, to me, yeah. I mean, there's an intuition because that something of, better exists. Yeah, because of what I said, that it, if it weren't there, then I don't think anyone would, like, truly be alive or conscious. What What I would say is this. So, in my opinion, and I think the opinion of the book that I'm reading, capitalism is the thing that scrapes the meaning out of you by alienating you from yourself and your labor and your work such an extent that you have no identity in the thing that you are doing. The only thing you have identity in is the possessions that you own, the things that you buy, and the things that you can have, and services you can you can afford. Right. I so think what identity, I'm trying to do is so try to separate th that what you're calling capitalism is is separate from the idea that that you are trying to convey. Um, but it's not. It, it's, it's no, no, no. If you want to call it that, that's fine. I just want to like, I, I want to be clear about what we're actually talking about because capitalism is uh, like that. That's like a method of economics and like distributing resources, right? Like we, we. No. Well, it may be. Yes, it is. Yes. I agree with you. And what you're describing is kind of like a culture of work that you must work to accrue capital and spend capital on things. But that that is how capitalism functions for the for the average person. Is that that's how you function within capitalism? Is to is capitalism functions best when you work to buy things to work more to buy things to work more to buy things. That's how that works. It's it's just the continual process in the multiplication of that process. As opposed and now to it's... be and and again like the, the the as opposed to what the working to like working working in a field like on a farm to like to get food so that you can eat it and live, or like working in the woods to get to get wood. And then chopping wood to build a house so that you don't freeze to death. I would say this is the other thing that I and I'm making an assumption that this is true. Um, the amount of labor that goes into every day is an unnecessary amount of labor for how technology has progressed enough to make most kinds of labor unnecessary due to automation. Or the fact that I mean, so much of the the work in, that's done in America is done in the service sector, and if those things didn't exist, because ser the service sector doesn't need to exist, it just it wants to exist. It exists because it wants to, right? So if okay, you take so away you, those, you just things, said two things you, there. One of which I think is true, and one of which I don't think is true. 
that I, right. I, I think the amount of people, there are definitely like bullshit jobs and labor that really doesn't need to exist. Like I would say wait staff maybe doesn't really need to exist. Like the chef, like the chef can make the food and bring it to the table with no fanfare or whatever. The idea that like you need to have a person who comes to the table and go like, hey, how's everyone doing today? And like, what would you like? Oh, yes, I'll convey this information and I'll bring it out to you and make sure like you're basically they're entertainers, right? They're kind of like entertaining you at the restaurant and making you feel that like they're doing an unnecessary thing that you don't need. Yeah, you don't need a person to bring out the food from the kitchen. You could go get it or that person who made the food could could also bring it out to you. So I think, yes, I think that's true. Um, there are plenty of people who do labor that is kind of unnecessary. Um, but you also said that um, that you think that, like, the majority of people who are doing labor, like, even necessary labor, that that could be done by, like, automation or it doesn't. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think plenty of people who work, like, are what we would call essential that if they weren't doing if they weren't doing that job at the capacity that they're doing it there would be repercussions um in like an economic sense like things so right but if you if you got rid of the idea that that we live in a culture that's based on the buying and selling of things on a nat on a local regional national and international level and person who even doing the critical infrastructure of a uh you know of an amazon distribution center you know the person who keeps the power running at the amazon distribution center and if that person didn't exist then yes in the system that we are in there would be a critical collapse in the economy because Amazon is a huge part of the economy right like if, if that person stopped existing the person who kept the power grid running for the sole purpose of keeping the economy running which the economy is again just more more of the thing that we're talking about the buying and selling of things if we scaled back and said well the buying of selling of things and this constant creation of things that just don't necessarily need to exist beyond the basic necessities that only exist to buy them that only exist because people will buy them and and they'll spend money on them that's why they exist if you got rid of that and said well now that doesn't exist we don't buy and sell things that are unnecessary that are uh, that are unfruitful the process of this ever-ending pursuit of inventing useless things that don't need to exist that continue to further into things that don't need to exist until it's just multiple tens and thousands of layers of that you i then, don't then then the i would say then the scaling back would then therefore say that actually if you just kept things running so people could have water and have food and have lights and have heating and air and could and could go from place to place and do do the minimum without trying to further into buying and selling things to to have an international market if things were just that way and there wasn't this furtherance of unnecessary things then the amount of critical infrastructure that would need to happen is much lower than it is now and it would be and it would be it would be so small in my opinion that it would be you could take turns in doing it. I mean, almost, you know, it, because it would be such a small proportion of how much would actually need to go into things because so much of what we do. I mean, for example, my job, my job is we're essential workers. I mean, like I, as a plumber, I would not go to war. I could be exempted from the draft because I'm a plumber because what I do is so goddamn important. Mm -hmm. I already have the thing. 
it has to exist here. But if you think about it in terms of even my job, even the thing that I'm doing right now, providing uh, water in, 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 uh, in water and uh, hot water and cold water and waste pipe for a Starbucks. If that Starbucks no longer needs to exist because this frivolity of things that just exist so you can buy them, so you have to spend more, so you have to work more to buy more stuff, if that stops being a thing, then it's possible that the giant hole that gets carved out every time you give away more of yourself in, in the act of wage labor and this exchange that goes on every day for most people. And I don't even think this idea of like self-actualization would ever need to occur because I think the only reason this self-actualization occurs is because of this alienation that exists. You wouldn't need to self-actualize if you didn't, if you weren't so goddamn alienated from everything. If you weren't, if your whole life, if your whole job in life was filling boxes of dildos to ship to random areas in the U.S., and that was your whole job, which is essentially what you do at Amazon as a box filler, which is a large job for a large majority of the people that live in America. If that was no longer something you had to do, I think you would not feel the way that you feel. And I think that the, we, the spectacle thing that we this this need for self-actualization through the appearance and buying of things would no longer exist. And that's my premise. Okay. Um, I think, I think more people should do more, uh, essential labor, probably. Yeah. Um, I think I, I would need to read more to see, I mean, th this is purely theoretical because like the amount of like, the amount of like to restructure everything i guess Th that that we have like we have rich countries and poor countries right and like the people of like different countries the kind of labor they perform can be dependent on that right like your geographical location and the government under which you work right like, right like there's more service jobs in the united states um and more i guess you could say like agricultural jobs in like africa right without getting too and there's more factory jobs in in china and in taiwan and in these these endless factories that produce things that literally again don't need to exist like a lot of things that just have no need other than the fact right. that people buy them so the amount that would have to change to to even possibly like rebalance the amount of like people in the world who are doing essential labor would be like so much that would take like years of dedicated um, it, it, it could never even it, it, like it, how would that even occur i guess well you know right, like, i can exactly if it's but, like isn't that at all but that's the idea of like, I mean, it's, right? it's really Is not that... possible unless everyone like decided as like a globe, you know? Um, yeah. Because, and, and, and I mean, and it's and... like, it, it's not going to happen. Um, yeah, certainly not. I, I mean, I'm not saying it would. I'm just saying that that's the, that's the utopian idea is if all that just stopped and, and it was deemed possible to live in a world where 
the actual amount of essential labor, if you were to term essential labor as things that keep the system running and the system being utilities, food, water, education. So you're taking out, uh, you know, in medicine, I guess. If you took those things out, that would be like, I mean, that's a lot less than what goes on now. You know what I mean? And if that, if there was a, if the, then you think about the population that would have just time on their hands to where maybe, yeah, maybe they do have, you know, the weekly, they got to go pull two days a week, every other week, uh, you know, at the fucking, uh, you know, at the farm or the fucking mine or whatever to, to continue on with the thing existing as it is. If, if the system was no longer set on propelling itself forward into, into just propelling itself forward into propelling itself forward for the sake of it, then, yeah, there's a lot less that actually needs to happen. You know, there's a lot more time to have that quote-unquote self-actualization because you're no longer doing something just for the sake of fucking doing it. But what even else is there besides those things? <laughs> um, I mean, there's, uh, like, I think there's that, I think... Like what you just maybe, described, honestly, like food, food, water, shelter, um... What, what is it? Uh, I, yeah, I, I would put, like, heat and air... And plumbing, yeah, yeah, food, shelter, water, yeah, because yeah, those yeah, are like yeah. necessary in the oh, modern Yeah, age. no, I mean, shelter then, means electricity. It means frame, if you know, the whole thing. The and whole then, house. and then medicine. Okay, like that. And yeah, then doctors, nurses, education. Like what? Education is so many things. Um, like but you think about it also in terms of like, yeah, education is so many things. Like right now, when you go to college, half the college degrees are are specifically just for the system that we live in right yeah but like I mean, education on like you, you grow up like how to like think of it from a primitive point of view like how to hunt how to farm like all that's education right well yeah yeah it's, that's fine right so yeah. that that's education that becomes an industry you know um and then medicine and then and then entertainment right like i feel like what I feel like this utopia kind of like destroys the entire idea of entertainment, right? Well, no, I mean, why? Why would you? You still need. There was entertainment before capitalism existed. I mean, entertainment was entertainment existed long, but entertainment existed in feudalism. It existed before feudalism. It existed in 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 the first cultures. Entertainment was a valuable backbone of yeah, of, but of I Roman think the, and Greek. The culture. reason we had the entertainment industry is because the progression of things was that there were people before who were like, "Wow, you're like, you're like really, you're like really funny, or like you're really good at like, um, like." making people discover things on an emotional level or like conveying emotions right. to people and that like and that is like really good that's a good thing because people shouldn't have to be like not entertained um right and so then and then the progression of things is that people become like you know what you're so good at entertaining that should be like your role your job is that yeah. you that like you're just as as essential as anyone else is that your your job is now to make sure that you know the the farmers the the hunters the the wood choppers the teachers all like feel good i guess yeah. and and now but, but, could... but again like progression put that in quotes because this is an audio medium 
Um, quote, unquote, so the progression, progression is that we now have like, I don't know, like, like YouTubers or Kardashians or or, or whatever people. Who... Well, yeah, or like shit fuck reality TV that does not actually like do anything. I mean, like you think, right? I think when when you and I think of the entertainment industry, what do we think? We think of the things we love. Right? We think of. Uh, I think of my favorite movies. You know, I think of I think of uh, I yeah. think of my favorite movies, my favorite music, my favorite uh, video game, my favorite uh, like comic book. And you no, know, but, but some movies are good. Some comic well, books but are. Good. Why would that not exist? That would that would exist in a situation that would make things that are good that are good because they're good, not because things have to be made. Because the entertainment industry, just like any other industry, is at a point where it makes things because it has to make things. It doesn't make things because things are good. It, there's no merit to anything that's being made anymore. It's it's just because things have to be made because the system has to continue. They make things to that's, survive because they have to. But it's but survive. they have to survive because the system in which we it all are informs each other says that it never. No, it really doesn't though. I mean, it informs each other to a point. I guess it all does inform each other, but it informs each other to a point that nothing. Nothing exceptional necessarily gets made just because something else informs it. I mean, like, when you think of, like, let's take a step back and think, okay, like, a lot, there are a bunch of good movies, right? Mm -hmm. But how many fucking terrible movies exist just because they had to be made because entertainment has to be made because it's a thing people buy? But if you take is, it away it's, from... It's... So you get like one out of every what hundred or two hundred that's good yeah. out of that. Like when so like for every every hundred Sharknados, there's one Goodfellas. Uh, yeah. So let's take this Goodfellas. In my premises, Goodfellas would exist without this terrible self harm, uh, this terrible harmful system, which says you have to make more movies because people will buy them. So they'll work more. So they'll buy more. So they'll work more. So if you said, okay, well, people want to be entertained. Um, people like being entertained. And in this, you know, utopian society, we're kind of talking about hypothesizing, uh, that entertainment still needs to exist. People like to laugh. People like to cry. People like to feel the full range of emotions. But if you take away from it in terms of, well, we're going to make that because we want to make that. Right? We're going to make that. So, that, so what I would say the is the more desirable things, outcome. It, we're going to make that because it, it can be made. Because those are also pursuits that are fun, that are engaging, that are interesting. They're pursuits that you could do in the time that you're not having to do the very small amount of essential labor that you might need to do in order to keep the system running. Right? But like if you again, if you take away this idea of everything has to be bought or sold and you look at art in terms of things that just want to be made because the human wants to make it. Then then things like entertainment would still exist. Comedy would still exist. Books would still exist. Music would still exist, but it wouldn't exist in terms of it has to exist in order to make like a couple good things get made. Just because things have to be made, because things have to continue to grow and grow and grow and get more and more and more and, and never stop. But if you just stopped and you scaled back and things just were, were in a situation, in a really unimaginable situation where things just 
exist in how they are. And yes, maybe they get better over time because I because think, uh, okay, science so doesn't here, necessarily stop. I thought about it, and I think that already happens. I think people already make those movies. There, there's plenty of people who make movies that it isn't their full-time job to make movies right now right right like they go to work and they get home and then they're you know they want to make they and you see and you see how many of those movies and or how many of those movies how many of those people agree yes there are you can't say that no one does this but yeah there are people that go home and say i want to make a movie yeah that's fine but what if idea of being a movie maker was no longer attached was no longer something that you just okay let's let me i'm trying to think of in terms of how this would work but but it would because then the currency would be that that is like your role and there is now an expectation like if no because that there doesn't need to be roles though does there does it need to be no, roles there, there beyond... do, no, no, no. There has to because if there weren't roles, then nothing would ever get done. If everyone was like, "Oh, we just," the, the, there has to be like a system of planning. Um, otherwise, yeah, like, if planning. everyone just did what they feel <laughs> like, then like, yeah. it would like, yeah, we would be in, we would be in chaos. No, it's not. It's it's that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that I think one of the best things that drew me to. Uh, believing or wanting to believe in like this utopian ideal of of a system in which you just you do there is we assume that technological advancement and i know i think we can both say for a fact that this is true that we assume that technological advancement has reached a point in capitalism where if we just as a society as a global international people said okay we're not going to make anymore for the sake of making we're actually going to make and then we're going to say labor doesn't have to happen that labor that which is unnecessary doesn't have to happen and labor that is necessary because so much of labor that is quote unquote necessary only happens to feed the things that are unnecessary if you say we scale back to things that are just necessary even the person who has to do the critical infrastructure job the person who has to run the nuclear plant or the power plant. That person has to do that a lot less if you think about it. It just has to keep people like running. Because like think about it in terms of this. A good example. Uh, like a very small amount of the pollution that is made in the world is not made by individuals making it on purpose. It is made by businesses and companies and corporations as a byproduct to massive amounts of manufacturing or energy creation or any of those above things. It's not necessarily because people make it because they exist, right? Like that's the common narrative is like, if we just all stop driving cars. It's like, well, no, actually it has less about us just stopping driving cars. It has more to do with this constant 24 seven shipping, shipping and receiving thing that happens. In addition to the fact that we have, I mean, it's, it, I don't know what the statistics are and I don't know if this is, I would imagine that they're quite high, but it's it's easy to assume that for every one passenger plane that goes off, passenger plane holds how much? Right? You know, it doesn't hold that many people. Passenger planes are extremely energy inefficient. They they're actually very bad for the environment, right? Like plane flight is bad for the environment in the way that it stands. If we stopped eight 
three quarters of the the shipping that actually happens that is most likely just extraneous, unnecessary shipping for the sake of just capital flowing and having to flow, et cetera, in the thing that we've already discussed. If you stopped that, that's a whole lot less people that have to work. It's a whole lot less pollution that gets made. It's a whole lot less uh, of a system that we exist in that uh, destroys everything. It destroys people's lives from having to work 12 hours a day, five days a week in a factory, you know, or whatever. It's the same thing where it's like in, there was this small advancement in the turn of the century when people started fighting for an eight hour work day, right? Where it's like they went from working 14 hours in a factory uh, to eight hours in a factory. But my thought is that we didn't stop, we stopped there in terms of how we did this, right? Because we stopped at, it has to be made in eight hours. Thing that you're making probably doesn't even have to be made in order to just feed the general populace more than a couple days a week. Like you might have to spend 16 hours a week in the factory to make sure that we have enough spoons for the populace. But guess what? After that, there's a whole lot of fucking time that doesn't need to be used to work, to quote unquote work, to 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 do something that is labor. Because if you're just using labor to merely make the things that you need and by the things you i mean everyone needs and and maybe for uh you know the maybe a certain amount of that labor needs to be made for the continual advancement of technologies that make it easier for us to exist so that we can work less and less and less if that was the system we lived in it's incalculable how much more time could be spent making things that have value i mean it, like if you take away the fact that like i don't like if know you took away... i don't know how much more time we would have if we all did essential work no because we wouldn't all be doing essential work that's the thing is there would be a certain amount of it that has to be done and this is my idea of the fact that there doesn't need to be roles necessarily there probably does need to be a few people that have specialized roles to keep things running but if 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 two days a week your two days were Saturday and Sunday. You got to go into the, you know, the the spoon factory and make spoons. And then on Thursday and Friday, I got to go make spoons and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I would bet, and I think this is the whole thing about communism, is that there would be a whole lot more fucking time where you wouldn't need to go make spoons. Right? Because then, then what do you do in that gap of time? That you, it's not work. You don't necessarily need to go work. Because those things are being taken care of by the people that you live in this society that we've all collectively agreed to live in, which in this case would be like a communist society. But you know what I mean? So, like, you know, that basically this is what I'm saying. We've taken the entire podcast now to talk about uh, basically a runaround way of talking about communism. But anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm having a hard time thinking now. Um I under my brain is literally because our so, usual yeah, time is up, so I think I've already like kind of mentally clocked out with thinking. No, I, 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 I and you've had a literally the longest day. So. Yeah. Um. So I yeah I guess we'll just leave it at that. This has definitely given me a lot to think about, and this has been a very stimulating conversation for me. I do. I agree. Definitely. This is so much fun. I hope I, I probably sound like a total moron on this podcast. Unfortunately, which I, pro is what I probably do too. But hey, maybe maybe other morons think it's entertaining or or even somewhat intellectual you never know no you never know because no one ever tells me anything 
None of our I'm list- left in the dark. Why am I always left in the dark? Even people who listen to the podcast, they just message me and they're just like, hey, it's good. I like it. And I'm like, cool. Anything specific? Well, what's it's good like, about it? No. Can you be? Can you give me notes? Yeah, it's it's whatever. I, I wish we could do a call-in show where we could do audio improv. I think that would be really fun. Oh, been, uh, yeah, that would be fun. Where people could just call in and do suggestions and we would just have to yes and yeah, each other. We should do some. we should do some Q&A stuff. Some Q and on stuff, I agree. Some Q and on stuff, yeah. Next week is we dive, we deep dive into Q and on. Yes. Going back to anyway, 4chan. that was by our shirts. I think that's yeah, think that that's was by it. our shirts. Uh, um, don't be a commie or 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 do if you or if you want. I mean, it's kind of. Cool. I think it's pretty up in the air. Yeah. Um. All right. Okay, we did it. Bye. It's done.